BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Balls and Strikes podcast is brought to you by Elkhorn Training Camp. Let's have some fun and play ball. Here's your host, Tom Oldham. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Balls and Strikes podcast. I am excited to have Alex Hale co-host with me today. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good to be here. Today is part two of our player development series. The first part, hopefully you've already listened to it. It's all about your approach and uh, the growth mindset. So we talk about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. That was really uh, a concept from Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, and super important when you're talking about player development. Uh, you know, we started there because I think you need to start there with just how you're approaching your development as a player. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that, be sure to listen to part one. Today, part two, we're talking all about goals, goal setting. And really, when I think about goals, this is kind of your directional compass, so to speak. So you've got your mindset, your approach, and how you're doing this. Goals are really, you know, are you generally trending in the right direction or are you not trending in the right direction? So, um, Alex, are you a big goal setter? I'm a huge goal setter. I have goals on a chalkboard in my office for the next two months at all times. And yeah, I have yearly goals. Oh yeah. I'm a big goal setter. Perfect. No, I, that was kind of a stupid question. I knew you were. Um, okay. So <laughs> I have to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to be talking about goal setting. Uh, and, and recently I was reading Bob Bowman's book. Uh, it's called the golden rules. And he had a simple yet powerful quote that really struck me. It says short-term goals lead to long-term success and we should really probably all listen to Bob. He was a swimming coach that helped propel Michael Phelps to achieve all of it that, that he did. Um, so obviously I couldn't agree more with Bob's quote. I do feel like most athletes um, either aren't goal setting or their process is a little off though. And what I mean by that is most players tend to set goals around things that are out of their control, such as win-loss records, strike, strikeout totals, earn-run average, or they set goals with a negative voice such as uh, like don't get behind on hitters, don't walk leadoff hitters, don't waste pitches. Um, so today we're going to cover a process for helping players with their goals and the overall goal setting process. Uh, so if you, you know, we're going to compartmentalize it, it'll be kind of the why behind goal setting and then the how um, to do goal setting. So first we're going to start with the why and I'm going to give my perspective and then I'll ask for yours, Alex. But for me, it's pretty simple. Uh, three things. Helps players to stop and think about what they want to achieve. Two, helps direct their attention to the achievement. And then three, it provokes players to think about the behavior or the actions they need to reach their goal. Um, but what do you think? What What is the why? Why do you need to goal set? I think it's because as a, especially as a, as a young player, even as a, as an old coach, <laughs> I mean, I'll talk to myself here. It's, it's important to see the bigger picture and then narrow it back to an immediate view. 
of, okay, what is, what am I doing? What's my, you know, they talk about my why, yeah. you know, you find out what, what's your why when you do anything. Well, every day you're not going to feel like, like doing it. And if you have a bigger goal in mind and you break it down and you work backwards, then you can kind of start to ignore the, you know, well, I don't feel very good today. I'm a little tired. I'm a little sore. I'm a little whatever. And keep yourself on track to keep yourself improving towards that goal so that you're not looking back going, oh man, I, I really lost two, three weeks there. Yeah. Or I lost a month there and it's time. You're not going to get back. So whether it's in high school at the youth level, whether it's in college during summer ball um, or during the off season, there's always times where you can focus on improvement. I just had all my players turn in their, uh, their hitting logs and their pitching uh, journals for the week. And so they keep those after every game, they go back through them and we talk about it. We meet with the guys and see, you know, am I improving? Am I, are there areas that could be causing me to, you know, either be more vulnerable to struggling or things that I can get better at? I had, so, I had no idea that you have your players do that. Do you, are you finding <laughs> that they're putting forth effort on that or they're checking the box so that Coach Hale is happy find, and I can have some playing time? I find out who doesn't do them really quick when I ask for all of them at 7 o'clock. <laughs> That's what I found out today. Um, See previous I know, post. I know, who, I know who talks about it. All right, I know who does them because I know who talks with me about them and who's always asking for extra sheets. And it's no surprise that it's usually the guys in my top five or six in the bat in the you know batting average leaders, production leaders, guys who are usually going to hit one through five, one through six, um, or it's guys who I've seen a lot of improvement in. Those are the guys who have been when I get them, it doesn't look like they just filled it out. It doesn't look like they you know it's got different kinds of pens on it. It's got different you know colors of ink. Like there's you can tell they've put it in a bag, taken it out, put it in a bag. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It was just something I put together this year. We, I, I made a whole development book this off season, um, based on what I had with the Red Sox and based on what we had uh, as far as like psychological development, things that you and I have talked about with development, uh, whether it's mental imagery or goal setting and all this stuff. And it was just to give them for our guys a way to alleviate some of the stress and pressure of the big picture of trying to get, you know, trying to find a school that fits them and go through the recruiting process. It was a way to get their minds off of the game to game um, kind of grind or, you know, mental fatigue yeah. by recording it, putting it down and then moving forward. And that's what's so hard, but also <laughs> fulfilling as a coach is you realize when a player is younger and you're telling them all of these things, they're listening to you, they're nodding their head, okay, yep, thanks, yep. Um, but then there's really no action taken because they're like, mm -hmm. okay, this seems like a complete waste of time. I'll just keep it in my head and I'll, I know what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. But then as that player, you know, maybe goes up to the higher levels of high school and college, then they're starting to gain some of that perspective that we have as coaches. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason we're telling you these things because I wish somebody would have told me this when I was a kid and or a player, and it would have benefited me. I'm not, I'm not just telling you this because I like to hear myself talk, um, right. even though I obviously do because we're co-hosting a podcast together. But um, yeah. the uh, the 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 thing that is so um, interesting to me is the guys who do put forth the time. It also helps to slow the game down in their mind, mm -hmm. where now it's 
you know, what am I trying to do? What am I trying to achieve? By setting goals, it kind of gives them a plan and then they work the plan as opposed to never really understanding what they need to do or where they need to go um, to, to achieve their goals. So I love that. I love the fact that you're having your players do that. Um, I'm sure that you don't get a lot of, hey, thanks, coach, for having me write all of this stuff out very often. So I'll do it as a Someday as another will, coach. Sure. Someday. Yeah, exactly. But it was this thing. These are things that I, I, I didn't really pitch full time until college. And then when I got drafted, they would have us fill out these charts. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just trying to get guys out. Yep. But it really alleviated a lot of the stress. It was like, okay, now I have a plan of like, I need to use, I need to locate my fastball a little bit more, use it a higher percentage of the time, throw my change up more often when I'm behind rather than I threw a lot of, I was, a, you know, I had a hard slider, hard curveball. I relied on those. My fastball was really just to set you up for those. And my change up was mostly used when I was starting. So it was okay. Locating my fastball better made everything else easier when I was consciously using it. Yeah. And that's the difference between college, the college and pro game pro game is much more individually developed. You know, you're trying to develop yourself individually versus, you know, team success. If I can get them out, they don't really care how you do it. And so, you know, most, most cases. So uh, well, that, and, that and, was important for me. And you're putting players in a very vulnerable space. I mean, they're mm-hmm. writing down on paper what they think that they need to improve on or, or what their goals are as a player and then sending it to their, their coach. I mean, that's a very vulnerable position um, because you're it's kind of we, showing your cards. It's we take, yeah, sorry. It's something we take very seriously as far as it. we have very private conversations about it. They get them back. We don't. I don't keep it. I know your stats. I know what I know what pitches you saw because I'm standing right there. But <laughs> helping them understand how to use that yep. is really the big thing. And I tell them like we don't go over we don't go over them until they get to 20 at bats or 20 plate appearances. And for the pitchers, we don't get really into them until they've had at least two or three outings because I want them to figure stuff out too. And I don't want to be hounding them all the time. But yeah. it's. And that's not what we do. It's not like you're better be doing your homework or, you know, dad's going to, your dad's going to check it or your teacher's going to look at it. It's, Hey man, if you're having success, I really don't care if you filled it out or not. The, yeah, but the, if you're struggling and you're not filling it out, yeah, then we're going to take a step back and we're going to look at it. Like, Hey, this is, this can help you. Let me show you how. And so just trying to give guys tools totally. to put their toolbox. The game will grade you. It doesn't need to be where, you know, Coach Hale is grading you on it. The game is going to grade you and let you know if you're winning or losing and things that you need to improve upon. So I, I love that. I One of the things, uh, a quote that I'm going to say here in a second is from an author that um, I love is H.A. Dorfman, and he wrote The Mental ABCs of Baseball, Mental ABCs of Pitching. And when I played, it was actually one – it was the book that I read before every start <clears throat> in a quiet room because I'm – I'm somebody who gets excited as I roll out of bed, you know, especially if it was a start day, it was like I had to calm myself down before I pitched. So it was a way to do that and kind of get clarity of thought. And he says, goals help players to sustain their efforts and enable them to evaluate themselves on a regular basis. So it's kind of that directional arrow, that compass, and they really provide the vision at the foundation of the player's development. So I think everybody understands the why we need to do this, um, but let's start talking about the how. And this is where it gets a little harder for players. Um, my first piece of advice is to make sure that you write it down. That's why I was so jazzed about the fact that you're having your players journal. 
because uh, by writing down your goals, it forces clarity because you really have to organize your thoughts. What may be gray in your mind becomes black and white on paper. And I really try to impress upon players to take some pride in, in where you write down your goals. Don't just write them on the back of a napkin. Write them on something that you can reference, that you can be proud of. Um, hey, if you constantly or not constantly, if you regularly look at your notes app on your iPhone, write them in there. Um, write them somewhere where you can go back to them and reference them. Uh, are, so are, are the journals that you have your players create, are those electronic? Are they physical? What? How do you do that? They're physical. They're, we, uh, I got them spiral bound and um, printed out. And so then they have extra sheets I can give them. Um, I, try, I tell them to keep them, keep them in their bags. If they need more sheets, we'll give them to them. If they need another copy, you know, I will get it to them. It's, it's really about giving them another tool to use, giving a way to giving them a way to alleviate like the anxiety and the stress that can build when your mind just starts racing, man. Yeah. And that's, that's dangerous. And so we just try to get them outside of their own head a little bit, you know, cause you're, the mind can be a dangerous place to be if you're not careful. And, and I, so with guys, we just try to say, Hey, here's, here's something to look at. Here's a different way to think about it. You're not crazy. You're not, you know, you're not overthinking everything. It's like, sometimes you're, you just need to think about it differently. Yeah. And for our guys, they get to a point where sometimes they've had coaches who just, no matter what, they're just yelling at yelling at yelling. And, or they've had dad yelling at them all the time. And we're sometimes the first one to go, Hey, it's okay. You know, we're, you guys are very high level baseball players on our team and you're going to, you're going to fail and that's okay. It's okay to be a little vulnerable. Everybody here does. And it's really cool when we get our guys back in the summer it, to hear about how it feels like they come home. Cause like they're around guys like them. They yeah. don't have to beg guys to come lift. They don't have to beg guys to go run or hit. It's just, Hey, I'm going to go. And then four guys go with them. And that's it's, cool. You're with a bunch of like-minded individuals. And so that's cool. Um, so we give them the books and just said, Hey, here's something else to put in your toolbox. Some of them really gravitate and just let, they speed it up. It's like 30 pages and they go through everything. And then they, the, they get to the journaling pages and they start filling it out. And some guys, you know, read a couple chapters and keep going. And that's, and that's fine. It's however you want to use it. And, so. I, and I'm confident that you will be assigning the listening of this podcast to all your players. So I'm speaking Absolutely. directly to your team when I say oh, yeah. keep those journals. When you get old and bald like Alex and I, you will look back on those, and it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to read what you were thinking as a 18-, 19-year-old, 17-year-old, whatever age they are. And that's – it's something, again, where players look at you like, yeah, okay, but I'm telling you, keep it. Keep it in your mom's mm -hmm. attic, um, and then when you, you know, need to get your stuff out, she'll give it to you and you can <laughs> look at it. So, all right, now we're going to move on maybe to the most important part, what you're actually going to be writing down. Uh, we believe that players should have three types of goals. So we call these the stars, the clouds, and the dirt. What that means is your longer-term goals, those are kind of your dream goals. You know, I dream of doing this. Those are what we refer to as the star goals, so longer-term. Short-term, uh, basically within the next year, those are the clouds. And then the immediate, the daily, that's the dirt. Um, baseball is played in dirt, so makes sense, right? So if, you're wanna th be, if you want to think about this another way, you can think about the next season as the star, you know, what do I want to accomplish next season? Clouds would be the off season. Uh, what do I need to accomplish this off season? 
and then the dirt is really today or or this week and you really i think if you work backwards with goal setting it makes a lot of sense and everything can be put into place so whenever i'm looking at goal setting i'm you know starting at the stars then moving to the clouds and then the dirt to be able to say okay this is what i want to get aspirationally and then you just start to create little different milestones and how am I going to get there? And then, you know, when I'm looking at my daily activities, my habits, which we're going to talk about in the next part, you know, am I doing the things that are going to help me directionally get to where I want to go? Um, How how do you, how do you think about that? When you're setting goals, are you back chaining it like that? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. I have, I set my big goal and whatever my big goal is allows me to fill in the rest of it, give myself a time, you know, a time frame, um, and then as I build the plan to it, it it helps kind of lay out the. So I don't feel like I'm doing. I never feel like I'm not doing enough as long as I know it's part of the plan, because that's always my problem. Is I'll do too much, and then if it's whether it's lifting or running or whatever it is for me now, it's if I do too much, then then I can't do the next day, or I can't do you know the next two days depending on what it is, and or if it's work or you know, whether it's coaching um, for a certain team, it's like right now we're in a tournament in Arkansas. This isn't our number one thing right now it is, but in the month and the next month and the big season plan, it's, it's just a step. So we remind guys of that, Hey, this is part of it. And the struggle sometimes or the success is part of that. And so by having our goals all line up, it keeps guys from getting too high and too low. Cause if you go way up, I tell our guys, if you go way up all the time, you're going to have to go way down. And then you create this big, you know, undulating, you know, sea of waves here. And it's just, it goes, it's going to make you seasick after a while, man. You're not going to want to be out there. Yep. Absolutely. Stay calm, stay calm, like through the, through the good and the bad, enjoy the good, dismiss the bad and play tomorrow. And that's, that's where our focus is. So for my personal goals, whether it's, I know you're, you're a big runner and you've actually got me into running now by working backwards to that. It makes everything seem less daunting. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to get to this. I want to run this many miles, but today I'm doing this. Well, that many miles down the road might seem like a lot, but today's manageable. So I can go do today and then I can do tomorrow and then I can, you know, and it just breaks it down. It's just, for me, it always makes it, you know, it's like, how do you eat an elephant? That's one bite at a time. Yep. You know, it's like, you just got to keep, keep going. So I think it simplifies things for, for me and for a lot of players. Yeah, and, and this may be a ridiculous example, but I tend to believe that Bob Ross is a baseball fan or was a baseball fan, uh, and he's not painting pictures starting with the dirt, right? This is why I think about the stars and clouds and the dirt. He's doing that horizon, then adding in the clouds, then the dirt, you know, that sort of a thing, just that process where you're starting with the big thing that you want to accomplish. Maybe it's making your high school team. Maybe it's playing Division One college baseball. Maybe it's being a professional baseball player. Whatever it is, then you can, um, you know, build in those other, those other shorter-term and immediate goals within that. So I want to really focus on our, like, some examples of, of goal setting from the, from the reference point of how we're writing these. Sometimes I feel like players tend to – be have a negative voice, um, mm-hmm. you know, don't do this or remember to not do that or 
And I, what I try to impress upon players when they're thinking about goal setting is do it in a more of a positive voice. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? And I'm hoping that by doing that, when they're making adjustments in game, it becomes easier in terms, let's say you just gave up a bomb to somebody and you're, or you missed your spot. Let's say you missed your spot on an outside fastball or something like that. And let's say it was the third one that you missed in a row. So you're needing to make an adjustment rather than saying to yourself, don't throw it high and outside. You're thinking of something positive so that you can get the ball inside where you're trying to locate the pitch, something like that. So do you do you place a lot of importance on the voice of how it's written, positive, negative? Absolutely. I firmly believe the mind does a poor job of, uh, of using the word don't. I don't think your mind registers negatives very well. Like if you say, don't think about a purple elephant. Don't, or, <laughs> don't throw a ball high and outside. You're going to throw a ball high and outside. Yep. And I, I believe that since we had one of our coaches in college was huge on that. Um, you know, don't get beat here. Guy would always seem to get beat there. You yep. know, it was like, don't let him, you know, don't chase that ball in the dirt. Like whatever it was, the mind didn't register. Don't. And I started to believe that more and more. Uh, and I'm huge on uh, positive self-talk with my guys and they always make fun of me for it. But I'm like, the way you talk to yourself is going to, is going to give you energy or it's going to take away energy. Yeah. And you got to focus on, you know, giving yourself as much energy as you can. And if you're constantly telling yourself how, you know, I can't hit, I can't do this. I can't, whatever. We've gone as far as if a guy comes in there, he's like, oh, I can't hit. We just cross his name off the batting order. And he'll be like, wait, what, what's going on? And we go, well, if you can't hit, we don't, we can't have you in the order. Right. And it's like, but maybe we take a step back that day and go, Hey, so since we took you out of the order, let's sit and talk about next time you are in it, being a little more positive with yourself. Yeah, and, and, like, and frustrate. I mean, frustration and anger are going to come up in the game because sure. you're competing, right? So I always ask players, hey, if you give up a 400-foot bomb to a, a hitter, are you going to be thinking about that? And immediately they say, no, absolutely, you can't think about it. It's like, you just gave up a 400-foot bomb. You're absolutely going to be thinking about that. It just 100%. happens. Yeah, so that's where it. it's not as – you know, whether or not you're going to think about it or not think about it, it's more around how are you adjusting or thinking about the next thing that you have to do. Frustration, anger, those sort of negative thoughts, those are certainly going to come across uh, in, the, in the game. It's just what are you doing with those thoughts? You know, how much are you feeding those thoughts? So um, w- one of the things that I, I want us to end with and kind of put a bow on this goal-setting discussion is around – a magic formula where I don't believe one exists for, for goals. This is why I wanted to construct this where I was giving my perspective, you were giving your perspective, because when we talk about goal setting, it has to work for the player. Otherwise, it's going to fall apart. If it doesn't connect with you as a player, you're, you're not going to follow through on it. You're not going to make it work in practice. Um, do you think that there's a magic formula? Um, I think the only magic formula would be not having one or not to do it. <laughs> okay. I think, I think the more specific you can get and breaking it down, the simpler it keeps everything else. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm working on pitching and I'm focused on my performance, will my performance 
and the next game I pitch is four days away. Yeah. Well, so that's that's a ways off in in how I would prepare for it because I'm going to break down each day. I'm going to break down probably each day into half in in half and have a morning afternoon. And is it going to be, you know, am I tubing in the morning? Am I getting a light run in the morning? Am I getting up? What am I eating? When am I eating? You know, if I know I'm going to be starting, when you know, as soon as I find out the, the, if it's a morning game, evening game, whatever, I'll start to plan accordingly to that. And the smaller my goals can be the more accomplished I'll, accomplished I'll feel throughout the week. And that's going to make me feel better. It's going to make me feel like I'm making progress. So then I get to the game and I've already made a lot of progress. So then even if the game doesn't go necessarily perfectly, because it usually doesn't for anybody, but if it doesn't go perfectly, I still have a lot to a lot of success behind that. I still have momentum. So then it goes into preparing for the next out. And, you know, taking time to analyze, okay, what worked? What can I get better at? But as long as I have that goal for, you know, three weeks out or four weeks out or two months out or building up to the end of the year and then into the off season. Cause I think a lot of guys get really excited for the off season yeah. right after the season starts. Yeah. <laughs> right. They build up to that off season. They get into the season. They start to get that like third or fourth week lull into the two month lull where their body doesn't feel great anymore. They don't feel like a spring chicken. And all of a sudden, man, I can't wait for that off season. I'm going to get so much better in that off season. And it's like, you still got about six months to keep building here, man. Don't give up on that. That's, this is where it's going to, you're going to get better. You got, you get guys talking about next year in in April and it's like, there's still plenty of time, dude. You can completely change your starts. And so putting, I always think of it as drops in a bucket. And that's how I explain it to my players. I'm like, you guys all have this jar and every day you're putting drops. In. If you don't put drops in it, it's going to start to evaporate. But as long as you keep putting a little bit in each day, it's going to continue to build up and build up. That's when you're going to gain ground on the next guy, the guy in front of you. Have your your reason. Somebody, whether it's somebody you're chasing or a goal. So many kids get, I want to throw harder. I want to do this better. And it's okay, they get to, and then they hit up, they hit whether it's 90 or 91 or whatever. And then they'll sit there for like six months and be totally content with that. Yeah. Like they like they've won the game. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't we just Make a ninety-two. What 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 did, what stopped? Yep. Between that build up to ninety ninety-one and then sitting ninety-one or whatever it is, and so that becomes a huge thing. And so, um, when you have those goals set that way, it really makes it a lot more simple. Uh, it really simplifies everything you're doing, and that's going to be a huge part for every guy of keeping them motivated throughout the year, giving them some direction. When they don't want to do it, what's going to get them out of bed? What's going to get them off the couch? And that's when you really start to gain ground on the next guy is how am I getting better today? So so very well said. So very well said. I mean, that's that right there, players, is why you need to set goals. Um, and hopefully we have imparted um, some knowledge on you in terms of the why and the how of goal setting obviously what we were hoping to do and Alex I I really appreciate this I know that you were a big goal setter um, and you know it's obviously the reason that you've been able to achieve all that you have in in your coaching and you know your past playing experience and and all of that so I appreciate you joining and part three is going to be coming up that's when we're going to be digging into habits and how do we take our goals and turn these into 
daily habits so that we're moving in the right direction. So Alex, any, any final thoughts? No, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a blast. All right. Thanks guys. Join us for the next episode where we dive into the last part of the player development series around habits. Have a great day. Media Production.